Eat, drink, chat with Soho House. Hello and welcome to Eat, Drink, Chat with Soho House. I'm Jonathan Heath, your host for this London instalment, where I'll be talking to an extraordinary lineup of guests who are at the forefront of film, music, art, fashion, and beyond. Join me as each episode I catch up with a different person over breakfast, coffee, lunch, cocktails, dinner, and room service, all coming to you from Soho houses around London. Joining me for dinner this evening at Little House Mayfair is acclaimed DJ and broadcaster Tiffany Calver. Described as one of the hottest young broadcasters and music authorities in the world right now, Tiffany achieved a string of firsts in no time at all. The first woman to host a national radio hip-hop show at KISS FM, the first woman to make a mix for Drake's OVO sound show on Beats Radio 1, and the first woman to host BBC Radio 1 and One Extra's rap show. Whether she's opening for the likes of Jay-Z and Beyonce, or championing up-and-coming hip-hop artists, Calva is blazing a trail for herself in the industry. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? I'm good. Just uh, just left a fun meeting. A know. fun meeting? You what constitutes usual... a fun meeting now? Um, <laughs> me doing a lot of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fun meeting. Okay, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking I've missed loads of gigs recently. And I mean, it really sucks. I um I wanted to see AJ Tracy at Ali Pali. Oh, that looks I, so good. I know. I and I just that too. And I saw it all over social and I was like... Well, that looks really good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm really annoyed I wasn't there. I, I, I always get really, like, shocked when people I know, seeing them do their job, and then it's, right. like, it's really spectacular. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah you're, you're like, like a, a whole... You're like a whole <laughs> superstar. Oh, yeah, OK, cool. Yeah. Um, but I missed that one. I saw Hedy One, though. Yeah. Yeah, I went to see Hedy One the other day. At Brixton, right? Yeah. Was it good? Wow. Yeah. Um, do you know what's so funny? They had some technical difficulties. <laughs> But I've been there, literally on that stage with technical difficulties. So I I knew how frustrating it must have been. But I opened for Rita Ora once. I just remember playing and they'd put me in the centre of the stage. Mm. I'm playing all of these songs, having a great time. And I know, like, I know a Rita Ora gig. When I mix into Ed Sheeran's Shape of You, I know it's going to (laughs) go off. So when I look up and no one's dancing, I'm like, what the hell? And then I'm looking at the crowd and everyone's kind of pointing at their ears, being like, can't he? Like, can't he? And I was just like, what are they talking about? Because I can hear myself. Yeah. Turns out my booth monitors were on. Oh, no. But nothing was going out to the so crowd. So you're having a party I for one. I was having a whale of a time <laughs> up on stage. Like, it was a party. It was a party <laughs> in my headphones. Yeah. Do you feel a long way from Shropshire now? Oh, yeah. Still? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, my neighbours aren't sheep anymore, do you know what I mean? So... <laughs> That's that's a, a gift and a curse, I'd say. Yeah. So how is it for you in Shropshire? How did you find... Mm. How did you realise what you liked and how did you know it was um, that sort of music? Do you know what? I had, a, I had a meeting last week where I found out where our biggest listeners come from mm. and one of, one of the places is actually Shropshire, right. which made me laugh because <laughs> I was like, it's because we've got nothing to do there. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, that counts for a lot, I think. Yeah, I mean... That radio was a really big one for me because both my parents were massive music nerds. So it's not like I kind of had to discover everything myself. All my baby videos are like soundtracked by like Busta Rhymes or (laughs) SWV or Wu Tang or, you know, 
anything from that era that was cool. They were young. My mum was 19, mm -hmm. my dad was um, 20-something, 23, 24. You know, my coffee table were turntables, so... Great. Uh, probably why I didn't start till I was a lot older DJing, because I was, like, terrified of my dad being like, oh, you're not a real DJ, you know, <laughs> But, um... It was always in me, and I, I guess it's like in my blood, or whatever yeah, yeah. people would say. Yeah, yeah, sure. But um, yeah, so I kind of got the cheat codes from my parents. That's so cool. I knew every Biggie song, every Tupac song, right. every everything, just because that was what they were playing. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> great. But it, it, I guess with some people, they rebel against what their yeah. their parents are listening to. Yeah, I've never felt like I couldn't like listen to something or or do something like trust me i used to have an emo fringe and wear <laughs> do you those checkered like sweatbands i had oh, i had yeah. my phase wow. of like not listening to hip-hop um that was definitely my rebelling stage because my mum could not stand it like if i'd be playing slipknot and she'd be like what the hell and like my headphones would be so loud and she'd just be so worried about me like what's going on in your life but then you left you abandoned shropshire and I, fled to the, the bright lights of London. I did. Why was that? Um, because... You were chasing fame and fortune. I was. Really? I was really? chasing the dream. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I guess kind of. I was going to, like, quite a small sixth form. Mm. I was, like, spending a lot of my lunch times writing and then sending it to, like, my favourite writers and emailing them just to be like, hey, let me know what you think, you that's know, great. get some constructive criticism. That's, I mean, that seems very proactive. I wasn't, I I'm, I'm a journalist, I wasn't even doing any of that. Anyway. I was a super nerd <laughs> and that's why. I, I found fun in doing stuff like that. So, but I also have my own little music blog and I just started writing for, I think it was, it's called Amarudon TV or something, okay. ADTV. And um, that was my first, I guess, in, my first ever interview was with Obi Trice. Okay. Which was incredible. Yeah. Uh, he was drunk as Excellent. hell. And uh, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, drinking vodka. I was like, brilliant, cool. Um, this is all colour for the piece. Yeah. And it was just from then I knew I wanted to be in this industry from Obi Trice. No, but um, I was travelling a lot, so I was coming to London to do interviews here and there and, you know, like, it's quite expensive, yeah. like, taking the train and <clears throat> finding the time. And I was just so obsessed, and I just knew if I wanted to kind of continue doing this and really have a crack at it and, uh, you know, just be in it, um, I needed to leave yeah. because, unfortunately, the people aren't doing gigs in Telford or people aren't... There aren't festivals there or anything. So um, my dad, fortunately, had moved to London... I'd never lived with my dad before. I'd see him, like, here and there, like, maybe once a week or once every month or, like, whenever I could see him. So um, I kind of, like, pitched to him. I was like, OK, so I'm having a really bad time in Telford and um, I need to leave. So let me know if you, like, want to live with me or whatever and um, I'll pack my bags. So, yeah, I, I'd convinced him and I left. And uh, my brother had just been born, so I felt really bad. I was like, I'm really sorry if I don't make it, I'll come back. I literally remember saying to my mum, I was like, cool, if I don't make it by the time I'm 23, I'm going to come home. And, um, wow. yeah, so thank God uh, <laughs> I got my radio show, otherwise I'd have And what was there. the goal then? It was like, was it radio then that was in your sights? I always wanted to have a radio show from, like, the Fern Cotton days and the Reggie Yates days and Nick Grimshaw and The mm. Breakfast Show and, you know, all of these people, but I was also obsessed with T4 and yeah. presenters. So um, I think I just, when I moved to London, I just tried my hand at a bit of everything. At that time, I was, uh, I'd upgraded, so I was writing for MTV, The Wrap Up, 
on we every weekend of my adolescence I was at home blogging. Um, well, that's I was, how you get good, you know. Yeah. I guess you just gotta do the put in the hours. Gotta you know, do the, the, the graveyard get, shift. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure. Um, I was doing that, I was writing for um SBTV. I, I got on there, you know what I mean? So is that with Jamal Edwards? Yeah. The number of people that have spoken to me about how he's pioneered and helped yeah. people out in the scene. Mm. Um is it, I guess it must be true for you as well, to a certain extent, in terms of providing a platform that just yeah. wasn't there elsewhere in this country. Yeah. He was super supportive. Oh. Oh. Look at this. Oh, yay. Hi. Would you like to order? Yeah. Do you want to go first? I'm going to get the salmon and fennel, please. Yeah. I'm going to get some chips, though. Okay, good, sure. because yeah, not, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to be the one that liked <laughs> it. For you? I'm going to have the ribeye. Medium. Medium. Well. Okay, medium. medium. Yeah, and then can I get spinach? And I'll also get chips. Just do it. Okay, yeah. perfect. Cheat day! Woo nice, nice, Thank nice. You. <laughs> Thank you. As a dream? Thank you. Can I have a picante? Do you do picante? Yeah, of course. Great, picante of course you do. So how's it? And for you, sir? Can I get a glass of your house white? I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's delicious. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I was um, going to go to the gym after this. I'm in my gym wear. You've come from the gym? Yeah. No, 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 I'm going, oh, going. to the gym. Yeah. yeah. With that's a picante good. in my system. Yeah, that's you know? it. But I remember when I, <laughs> I used to work at the... A long time ago, I used to work at the face. Back then, there was just a really big culture of, of drinking together as a team. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I tried to start going to the gym because I thought, you know, you've got to do some of that as well. Yeah, like, you know, balance. Balance. So I would go after the pub. But, but then, right. like, stinking of, like, booze. booze. And I remember someone stopped me once going... You're drunk. <laughs> you shouldn't be here. <laughs> Please leave. So where were we? Jamal. Was the Jamal, that's right. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. So he, you know, in terms of that platform that wasn't there before, and him, mm. even, I guess like, even like artists like Dave, who got one of his first breaks. Even Ed Sheeran. Even at, right, Ed Sheeran, yeah. the whole works of it. I mean, how did that work in terms of... I've always been, a, I've definitely been a trier. So yeah. even from college, I'd be emailing everyone. Yeah. So... I'd just be constantly emailing his team, just constantly like, I'd love to blog for you, I'd love yeah. to, you know, just consistently I think try. that's really important though, actually. Mm. Well, the moments through those kind of the, I guess, you know, the kind of wilderness years or whatever, you, you kind of, how you look at them, <laughs> <laughs> of like, the way you just, well, it wasn't working out and you were kind of like, I better, you know, book my ticket back to, to Shropshire or whatever, <laughs> with myself yeah. between my legs, were there those moments? Uh, yeah, definitely considered doing something else. Actually, I don't... You know what? The, a blessing came from maybe the the real rock bottom for me mm. um, because that's how I started mixing. Um, okay. When I just completely gave up everything. Yeah. I was just super, super low and I was considering going to school again or, you know, I was writing, but that I just lost my my passion for it, like nothing really felt like it clicked for me. Yeah. And my anxiety had got really bad. Mm. Um, so a friend of mine, I was friends with DJs and I'd go out all the time and like go to pies with them and they'd always kind of like turn to me and be like, what should I play and all of this stuff? And I'd read the crowd and be like, oh, you should do this. Mm. And then they'd do it and it would work and I'd be there like, yes. But, um, <laughs> you know, they just kind of advised me to put my focus into something else. So I, I like downloaded a computer software and I'd be like putting all my music through that and just making mixes to kind of distract my mind for a bit and uh, escape. And that's how my first mix happened that I put on SoundCloud. That's great. Which was 
called literally the strangest thing on the planet. What was it called? Come on, you, uh, I know you remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely do. I, mean, I just have to own it at this point because people remember as well. So um, I called my first mix Wilson for Chipotle. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how serious I was about DJ. Um, but it was a great mix. That's a good title. Thanks. I mean, it's clickbait. Do you know what I mean? That's why. That's why I was going with it. No, absolutely, it's not. I was eating a quesadilla, and I was like, I love it so much. I would sin for this. So how how did that go the first time you? You uploaded a mix. Good. It did it. Yeah, okay, great. I was getting loads of like flame emojis okay. and hearts. It got to about fifty thousand plays, which to me at the time that I felt like quite was, a lot. It was a lot to <laughs> me, like especially at that time, and that was my first go at it. Before I was even uh, a DJ or a blogger or anything, mm. I used to get so offended by this. But do you remember on Facebook they used to do those? Um, maybe you won't. Maybe this was just like my era. But they do these like I guess picture boards and it'd be like best hair mm. best dressed yeah, or like remember, coolest yeah. best yeah. at sports yeah, yeah, i would yeah. always be the one that's like who should play the music at the party or something Great. or like best music taste or whatever <laughs> i'd always get voted as that person so my phone's always the one that dies first because <laughs> i have to play all the music but i think i just guess over time from doing that and just yeah. being put on the spot constantly throughout yeah, yeah. my whole childhood and adolescence <laughs> and now in any uber i take with my friends it's just like who am I with? What do they want to hear? Which I guess is great training for the show I have now, but it's yeah. just like, who am I with? What do they want to hear? What do I want to show them that I'm proud that I'm playing? Sure. Exactly. So it's yeah. like a flex, but yeah, it's yeah, a flex yeah. that yeah. they'll like. Here we go, guys. Oh, oh yay! Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Fun, fun, fun. Amazing. So picante for the lady. Thank you. Lovely. And how's Oh, what a nice cube. Look at Thank that. Thank you so much. It's great. It's a proper it's ice cube. Wow, look at the oh, sauce. I'm really hungry. <laughs> Enjoy the meal. Thank you. Thanks so much. So tell me some highlights. Tell me a couple of highlights of the last, of the last year. Mm. I guess just the first show must the have been The first mad. show, yeah. <laughs> like, I cried. I bet. As soon as... <laughs> it's quite funny, actually. So I had all of my, like, my loved ones there. Mm. Trevor Nelson was there. And he was actually like, he, he was actually like, why are there so many people here? He was like, don't do this again. Like, he's literally like Uncle Trevor. Like, he, he's lovely. Mm. So he was there. I think he was recording something and he, he stayed for a little bit. Mm. Um, and he was giving me some advice. But, you know, nothing really prepares you for as soon as you go live for the first time. So I remember they made me hit my eye dent. So it's my opening, you know, 30 seconds of loads of different beats and yeah. like people just gassing that the show's coming <laughs> on. And I'm there and I'm like, cool, I'm about to go live, right. Wow. And I just kind of ran away. <laughs> so <laughs> I ran from the studio and I was like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And I was just like, what do you mean you don't want to do well, it? Well, the moment you were going to go live. I just, I was so scared. Like I was really? just like, okay, um, I don't want to do this. I'm wow. too scared. And you know everyone's I'm listening. I'm guessing the producer and everyone are going, going I'm like, you have uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. Uh, but as soon as I pressed play, because obviously your first song is such a like big moment, mm. and I picked PSA by Jay-Z, because Jay-Z's one of my favourite rappers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I picked PSA. And as soon as that song starts, so powerful, and then it just kind of like resonated with me, like, here we go. Like, yeah. Ooh, okay, and, so and this is your life now. It got you in the zone. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. just that moment of like, this is my life now. It's started. And um, the importance of that show to me because that was my dream. Obviously, 
uh, taking over from Charlie, who's had such a successful run with Fire in the Booth. I think everybody presumed Fire in the Booth would stay, and I was right. just like, no, no, like this is uh, <laughs> this is absolutely not what the show is anymore. Like, so trying to figure out what my show is and what it yeah. represents, and my first ever freestyle that's on over three million views, and for me that was a big deal because. You know, taking over a, a show that was so prolific yeah, for yeah. its freestyles and then being like, okay, well, now I'm going to try. And then <laughs> um, that one did really well. So that was great. Um, Drake, doing the Drake co-host. Amazing. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I think everyone thinks that was my idea and it wasn't. <laughs> like, genuinely, we were, just like how we are, we were sat, um, this was just before the tour started, we yeah. were sat having drinks. And I think he was watching... He's like a, he really likes sports, so he was watching a game on his phone while okay. we're also planning the tour. <laughs> and like we're sat there. He, he strikes me as someone who can do a few things at once. Yeah, anyway, me too. Right? No, I think he's quite well versed <laughs> in uh, multitasking at this point. But um, yeah, I just remember we were talking to him. Then out of nowhere, he's just like, "So when am I coming on your show?" And I was like, I like almost what? choked. And I was like, "What? I mean, what, when do you want to come? I mean, do, you want to do it now? Like, what, you tell me." Wow. Trying to play all cool, yeah. but um, yeah, we made it work and. That was really special too, for sure. And I know his security guards were like crying. With la his security guards are scary men. Okay. And they were crying with laughter listening to us, like outside. So, you, you know, you spend a fair amount of time in the States as well. That, the kind of the industry, the hip hop and rap industry over here mm -hmm. compared to over there, there's still, you know, and obviously it's having a, again, a bit of a moment in terms yeah. of like, you know, we've got some real superstars in our midst and quite right too. I know, um, very exciting. But, you know, will this, will this moment carry on? I had a conversation about this the other day because mm. this is something I questioned. And I was saying how, you know, especially in music, everything works in cycles. Rap has had its moment before. You know, the mobos and all of this stuff that, yeah. like, when everything just started kicking off. Um, we've had those moments before and then they've kind of died down. However, I don't think it will go away anymore. No. I think the positioning of rap is different now. Rap is pop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can't escape it. Mm. Fredo and Dave went number one with a song where Fred is talking about someone holding a dipper. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that went number one. But yeah. it's because you can't really control anything anymore. Whereas before, a lot of stuff kind of was run through the labels and through, to an extent, radio and through all of, all of this stuff. It's run by people now because they have access to everything. Yeah. They have access to streaming the songs, which is what, you know, makes it go on a chart, which then puts it in play. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah. we're looking at people. It's also strength in numbers. There's, there's so many yeah. of... I'd say us, but I can't rap to save my life. But, um, <laughs> have you tried ever? Mm, yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know you have. When I was a kid, I went. When I was a kid, I thought I was going to be a rapper called Princess Virgo. Princess Virgo. Yeah, don't ask. Okay, cool. And then um, I remember I wrote a freestyle to Kelly's Bossy once. <laughs> really? Yeah, my mum liked it, and that's what counts. But do you? I guess in terms of being a uh, being a perfectionist or being someone you know who's critical of your own work did you go back and listen through your your work and kind of make notes is that how you, you got better or yeah. is it just practice basically practice 100 percent, consistency 100 yeah. percent. but um sometimes i literally can't listen to myself again because i'm like i know that was bad but you have to like you'll always be your biggest critic at the end of the day so yeah. things that you'll see people might not see yeah exactly and um so i you know, I, I really do put my game face on and, like, just listen to myself absolutely, like, 
oh, just do some bad, <laughs> bad talking points in interviews and just be like, okay, so never again with that. <laughs> or I need to do this, or I need to do this. But I mean, I definitely got thrown in at the deep end this year. So yeah. I've never, well, I had a national radio show before, but mm, it was more like pre-recorded and my link would last maybe like 10 seconds in between songs. And it wasn't about me, it was yeah. about the hour of party anthems I was playing. This show and that station is all about owning that you're you the know, show. This tastemaker yeah. Yeah. and you are speaking to the nation about yeah, yeah. what they should be listening to and you get to insert yourself more into a show, mm. which I'd never had the opportunity to do before. And I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's going all right. But, I think it's um, brilliant. Yeah, so just learning to have a voice. I'm st I think I'm still finding my voice a little bit yeah, yeah. or like who I want to because I'm not a character, I'm just myself, but it's just like, okay, but how do I get that across yeah, to yeah. these So I'm still learning and you know what, everyone's so supportive, which I'm really lucky to have. Like there's no real pressure on me. I put the most pressure on myself, but I just want to keep going and growing the show and helping like elevate the positioning of rap over here. And yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So you're working very hard, but everyone needs a bit of balance in their lives. Tiffany, how are you getting yours? Your balance? Um, terribly. Terribly. <laughs> um, still, still a learning process of mine, but I've definitely started at 25. I've definitely started to be more considerate of self-care. Mm. So, I would say I'm very proactively trying to exercise, like. We keep saying we're both going to go and do after, after the gym, this. after our after picantes and our wine. Massive ribeye. <laughs> um, we started doing yoga. I hate anything that feels like meditation. Like yeah. I hate it. My brain doesn't work like that. No. So I'm forcing myself right now to do yoga. And well, how you mean yoga in terms of that, or are you doing? Because I know a lot of people use the apps. Oh no, I've used Headspace. Yeah. And it was the only thing that was a quick fix for me that wasn't, I guess, alcohol. Yeah. Because I think that's another thing with DJ culture. It's such a quick fix. Alcohol is such a quick fix for, like, nerves or anxiety or anything that if I was doing a gig and I was anxious, I'd do, like, two, three shots and yeah. be fine. And then Headspace came and I was fine. So I did that. Yoga is more so just um, I want to find a way to, like, not always be at 100. Yeah. So I'm forcing myself to learn, but um, at the end of my, I had my first lesson a couple of weeks ago, and you're supposed to like relax at the end and I guess meditate. I full on fell asleep. Like that's good. That's, <laughs> I think that's a good sign, right? Is it? Well, you're relaxed. I mean, that I sounds like so you're relaxed. I was so relaxed. I fell asleep, yeah. and when I woke up, she was just like sat there waiting to go, and I was like, it's "Oh, like I'm I've so got, sorry." Just like there's a cleaner with a broom. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my bad, cool." I so think that's good. I think trying to, you know, trying to slow down. I I try to slow down sometimes, but it's like move my phone. Um, yeah, away from my one. bed. Yeah, that's a big thing. I really, really think that's one. a big thing. And then, and then spa days. Do, I do? do you spa days? I don't do spa. I wish you should. I, did. I would love to do a spa day. Joe's actually really good. <laughs> Soho Farmhouse. Excellent. Yeah. I should go there. No, it's so good. I went for the first time the other day for my friend's birthday. And, um, the gym is actually very good. There. Do you know what? I actually can't say who I saw because he <laughs> made me sweat. When I say like big, big rapper yeah. that you would never in your life think. Think would be at Soho Farmhouse, like riding horses and stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I bumped into him. He was like, "Don't tell anyone I was here." And I was like, "I won't." Mm, but anyway, funny. so I was there. It's so fun. Like you can ride horses. You can. You can play golf. It's uh, there's a spa there which smells great. Yes. I didn't get to do the spa, but I will next time. 
I stayed in a tent as well, oh, which you? I would never do. I would never do unless it was when did he, when, a Soho what, house tent because it's it posh as hell. Was it in the summer? No. No. So it was a month ago, I think. Yeah. Oh, right. So was it a bit colder? Than it was tent? raining and it was windy. <laughs> but so her house but... tents have heating. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You get Very radiator nice. and everything. Nice. Um, hot tubs. Well, lucky you. That sounds like you're, you know, you're falling asleep at yoga. You're having spa days. I think you've got your balance pretty much sorted. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, you've been an absolutely delightful. <laughs> Yay! This has been fun, right? Yeah. I've enjoyed my food. Have you enjoyed your food? I have. I still have some... Uh, I actually didn't even touch my spinach, and now I feel, yeah. like, uh, not very gym-ready, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was a good steak. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. It was very nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> you too. This episode of Eat, Drink, Chat was brought to you by Soho House and Radio Wolfgang. It was hosted by me, Jonathan Heath, and featured Tiffany Calver. It was produced by Holly Aquilina and Eli Block. It was edited by Ivor Manley and Al Scott, with casting by Joe Dunk, and the executive producer was Harry Watson. <laughs> <laughs>